Are you ready? Hi guys and welcome to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie. I'm Shannon. Oh god and welcome back. Sorry I'm just laughing because directly in front the studio that we record in, I say studio I mean small cupboard, <laughs> my bathroom is directly there. across the hallway <laughs> and Shannon just before we started recording decided that she needed to go do a pee pee. Yep. And she left the door open, stared me right in the eyeballs as she peed and told me to start recording. <laughs> so sorry about the, a little bit of interruption coming in. I'm just, the image is still in my head and it's just making me laugh. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a little ghost story for you, Shannon. Oh. But before we get into that. Right. If you guys remember in our first episode on the Loch Ness Monster, we kind of talked a bit about why we are so obsessed with anything strange and unusual. And it was due to our Uncle Tom. <laughs> our dear Uncle, Uncle Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> well, I love you so much. We have since had a phone call from said Uncle Tommy telling us to no longer tell anyone any of his stories. <laughs> and to now talk about <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> and we were to talk about Peter Pan for some reason and make him out to be this hero. But no, Uncle Tom, you are not a hero. <laughs> you prank us, you scare us, you terrify us. But we love you. Well, we do love you. So because you've asked us not to say any more, I am going to tell one more story oh. about our Uncle Tommy that he used to do when we were young. <laughs> our great Annie Betty and Uncle Tom have a very small backyard, but it is a yard nonetheless. And when we were younger, we would camp out in the yard. So <laughs> we had this like really big, horrible looking orange, orange tent. tent. <laughs> oh, it was awful. And we would like pitch it. Uh, leave the back door open at night so we can sleep yep. outside so we would pitch it we'd get all the sleeping bags we'd all lie uh, with my younger sister <laughs> my aunt Betty would leave the back door unlocked well she would have done that anyway but because we never ever used to sleep in the tent overnight this was due to the fact that Uncle Tom would terrify us wait about half an hour of his lying in the tent sleeping he would come out and he would drag his nails across the side of the tent and he'd go, rawr, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> And that noise sticks in your brain forever. So that's the forever the noise that we associate with werewolves because... <laughs> yep. It sounds like when Simba tries to rawr oh, for the first exa- time. That is exactly what it sounds like, Shannon, when he's like, rawr, rawr. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. But no, Tom, I will continue every episode to start the episode with a story of how you terrified... And there's plenty young... more to come. Oh yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's thousands, countless, countless pranks, scares, you name it. And it wasn't all werewolves. Plenty of other things as well. I would like to tell you a little ghost story that I have that happened recently in my haunted house. Oh. Yep. So, I was actually in the bath, relaxing, drinking a non-alcoholic beer. The Budweiser. You know, living the life, playing my music. And as I'm laying there, just chilling, the door swings open and it's my dad. And I go, oh my God, what are you doing? What the fuck? Oh no. So he runs back out the toilet and he's like, I'm so sorry. He says, you were out of the bath. You were out of the bath. I says, I wasn't out of the bath, obviously. So it turns out my dad had actually seen somebody walk through the hall into my room. And he just assumed that it was me coming out of the bath. So oh that's why... my god! <laughs> so that's no. why that's why he came in to go to the bathroom because he didn't. That's didn't awful. No, I mean I don't know why he didn't hear the music and think, well, she's obviously still in the bath, but that's the reason why. 
who came flying into the bathroom like a bat out of hell, <laughs> scaring the living shit out of me. It's actual class. <laughs> so that's why we had a ghost experience. But that ghost is constant though. You have taught me so many about that. It's always my room. And you're saying, I, this your room, it sits. That's so strange. So I'm going to start keeping a log of these incidents and updating Shannon at the start of the episodes so she can keep in the loop with the hauntings in this house. I also have another ghost story to tell you, Shan. Yes. Because the location of today's episode is our lovely capital city of Edinburgh. Oh, right, so, okay. in the spirit of Edinburgh, I thought I would tell you a little ghost story that I experienced when you were while there? I was there when I was, like, 15. Right, okay. Now, my story debunks somebody else's story. You'll understand, right, when I tell you so. When we were at, when I was in high school, we used to do these trips at the end of every year where we would go to, like, Edinburgh and we would go to the, the vaults and we would go to the dungeons and we would go to, like, the different places that's haunted in Edinburgh. Uh, and I was actually on the trip that we took to Edinburgh to go to the vaults, right. which is underground. Uh-huh. I think it's it's supposed to be a scare attraction, but there, there is some pretty morbid history behind it. So we were down in the vaults. You kind of go on a tour. They tell you what each vault was, mm-hmm. is what it was used for. And then we got into the last vault where there's kind of like, they tell you this big scary story, and then there's kind of a scare at the end of it. Right. Sorry to anybody that wants to go, but that's what happened when I was like 12. And I've I'm, never like, been. We're going to go in October for my birthday. Yep, so I'm 25 now, so this is what happened when I was 12, right? So anyway, after the big scare, everybody's like, oh, and try to calm down, and everybody's breathing <laughs> and laughing. So we're walking out of the vault, and I'm like the last, well, I thought I was the last person to come out. Mm-hmm. And we were all kind of holding hands, and like everybody was scared, so everybody was holding hands and arms around each other. And I was actually holding the hand of a boy that I was really good friends with at school. And then I had someone holding my hand behind me. So as I'm walking down the hallway, I go to step down the steps. And as I put my foot forward to step down, the hand that's holding my the, my hand at the back lets go. So I tripped because obviously they let go as I was about to step. So I fell forward. What? And when I fell forward, I shoved the girl in front of me by obviously by accident Aye. because I was falling and she kind of fell. So she got up and she was like, a ghost pushed me, all right? So she thought a ghost had pushed her down these stairs. Oh, no. So I didn't want to be the person that was like, no, it wasn't a ghost. Was so I was me. just like, oh my God, really a ghost? It was really me. So Aye. if you're listening, I'm really sorry, but <laughs> it wasn't a fucking ghost. It was me. Sorry but about that. I turned around to be like, why Where's did that you let go in my hand? Like, blah, blah, blah. There was nobody there. There was nobody there. Are you kidding? Nope. Nobody. There was nobody there. So I was freaking out because... You were holding somebody's hand. Somebody, somebody, oh, like, I, I'm so serious. Somebody was holding my hand. You and can actually feel like the hand clasped. I, like, somebody was holding my hand. And then I just, they just let go as I went to step down and I kind of tripped forward. So then we kind of went back upstairs and they've got, like, a small gift shop and stuff. And I was, like, I was I was visibly shaking up because that's that's never happened to me. I've never had, like, a paranormal... Like that, well, obviously, know? I have a lot of, like, go, like, I see a lot of things, but I've never actually physically had an experience like that. And the woman who worked in the gift shop was like, are you okay? And I said, no, I, I just had like, I just said, I just, I, sorry, I just thought I, I had a weird experience. And then she was kind of walking around the gift shop and she said, oh, there's, she was kind of telling us all about the different ghosts. And she said, there's a little boy called Jack who is in the vaults and he likes to hold the hands of women that go in. <gasps> and I honestly, I, oh my God. I've, I've, I've never been so That's gobsmacked in my entire life. That's insane. 
hundred percent. I felt someone hold my hand and then let go, and that's where I fell because I was like, they let go of my hand. Oh my god, that is mental. So I, my story debunked somebody else's story because they thought it was a ghost that pushed them, but it was me. Sorry, sauce. but I just let them have their moment. <laughs> well, I had mine. I'm just at the back, like freaking out. But that so that's my that's my that is my Edinburgh ghost story. That's madness. That is absolute madness. Hundred percent. How? How? Like no. Like I've seen shit, but I've not felt what you say. Like somebody. Oh no! I'm actually getting goosebumps. Like I feel freezing. No, it right didn't. Now. It didn't feel like a cold hand or anything. Like that. I just felt like someone was holding my hand, and I just was normally walking around. And then I turned around thinking it was one of my friends or a teacher or something, and there was nobody there. That's insane. So that's my Edinburgh ghost story, guys. That's right. But Same. I can't wait to go here. Same. I'm actually so busy. Me and Shannon are actually travelling to Edinburgh in October. For my birthday. Well, it's for your birthday, but let's be honest, you know, it's really for my birthday. Yeah. Hers is the week after mine, guys. <laughs> I'm the 25th and Shannon's the 18th. Halloween babies. Yeah, bub. As I said, Shannon, today's episode is centred around our... Edinburgh. Yep. Our very, I don't know the word I'm looking for, creepy capital city. It's a quite creepy city, but even when you look at it, like all the buildings are quite creepy. Right, I Everything's... say this to my brother all the time, right? He's actually sick of me saying it. Whenever I go to Edinburgh, the place creeps me out. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I know all the history all and the things that have happened there. You know, the plague and the well, we talked about the witch Witches. trials and like stuff like that. It really, really creeps me out. There's just this weird, like melancholy vibe. It's dull. It's grey. I've never been to Edinburgh and it's been sunny. I don't know if that's just obviously seasonal, but mm. it's it's always grey and dark and rainy. There's never I've never been uh, there and it's been it's nice. And it's like buildings on top of buildings. Aye, so that's like, what creeps me out. Like it's no like nice looking buildings. Like some of them are stunning. But I'm just like, nah. There's like buildings on top of buildings and there's like alleyways and there's closes and there's like you feel like Jack the Ripper would live there. That's yeah. what you feel like. It's really a weird place. And you look out your window in your hotel and you just see bone, bone, bone. It would, don't mean to offend them, but there's stays in Edinburgh. No, it's a but, beautiful city. It's like absolutely gorgeous. And to be honest, like, I love creepy stuff. So I, I do have like, a place in my heart for the city. Aye. I love going and I love like all that kind of stuff. It's just a strange feeling that I get whenever I go there. And it's just very, mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. As I said, today's episode, we find ourselves in our very own capital city of Edinburgh. Or Edinburgh. Ooh. Or Edinburgher. Whatever way you want to pronounce it. We say Edinburgh. Bruh. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> if you visit the southern part of the old town, there you will find a cemetery known oh. as Greyfriars Cutyard, mm-hmm. which we have actually, well, I've been. I've been know. with Manny Betty just to see it at the start. I've not actually been in. So you've not been inside it? No. I've seen a wee dog. So this cemetery dates back to the 1560s, with an estimated 100,000 people being buried there. This is just the number of recorded bodies and burials. It's said that there are bodies buried in every inch of the cutyard, including under pathways and walkways. That's insane. So, like, everywhere that you walk in there, there's probably you're walking on somebody's grave. And Mm. it's probably not just one person's grave, there's probably, like, layers. That actually gave me goosebumps at my arms and hairs are standing up. No, that gives me shivers. So, when the fuck... I was about to say the cutyard there. Fuck yard. <laughs> <laughs> when the kirkyard was first constructed, it was almost it was almost like a ravine, so it kind of went down like this. Right, okay. Right? And it would kind of go down underground like mm-hmm. this, right? But if you've ever if you've ever been there, you'll know it looks more like it's on a, a hill. A grub hill? Aye, it does look like a scrap hill. 
that's because of the amount of bodies that are buried there. Seriously? So it's literally raised the ground level. Okay, it's out of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. That's that's how many people are buried there. It's no like I can see when you first walk up to the gate, it's all like as if it is grass. It's as if you're that. walking up a hill and then when you go inside it's like you're walking up a hill as well. And then it kinda levels out. Right. That's so weird. And if you're Scottish you'll know that when it rains here, it can rain for days, sometimes weeks. And pours. Yep. And this would cause the bodies to rise out of the ground, in particularly bad weather. So obviously it's it would get muddy. And it would rain and rain and rain and so rain. So the bodies start coming out of wee horns like... Mm, yep. yep. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Well, that was an awful film. <laughs> Don't talk about that film. It mentally scarred me. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, being the groundskeeper? Yeah, walking by. And, like, you walk... Don't know, you walk up to the... You walk into the, the courtyard to just do your rounds. And then you just start to see... And you're in the rain. So, like, it's that... Oh, And then you just feel. start to see parts of corpses and skeletons sticking out of the ground. Ooh. I would shit myself. I would drop my torch and run like fuck. <laughs> Tokyo, yeah, I'm the flight. She's the flight. <laughs> There's no fight about this. I'm off. I'm not having it anymore. So although it does sound really creepy and macabre, the cemetery really is. It's a beautiful and yeah. it's tranquil. It really is. There are a lot of tombs and graves that have beautiful stonework on them. Some have skulls and angels. Um, I'll put some photos up on our Instagram for you guys to check out. It's also very green. If that makes sense. Aye, there's loads of grass. There's grass and there's trees. And in the summer, it is like a really beautiful place. Because mm-hmm. the trees are in bloom and like, yeah. you know, it's really beautiful. It's kind of, it's beautiful in the autumn too because like all the, the leaves come off and they're, they're amber and it looks kind of creepy because the trees are like skeletons uh-huh. almost. But it is really a beautiful place. If you're ever there and you're looking for somewhere just like peace and quiet, mm-hmm. it, I would go. It's, it is a beautiful place. And as I said, like the stonework on some of the graves it's really beautiful there's um, my favourite one I'll put that on Instagram is like the there's one with a skull and crossbones right but it is really beautiful I love stuff like that like I don't know why I just find it really really beautiful a lot of people have probably heard of this cemetery as it's most famous for the story of Greyfriars Bobby yeah <laughs> for those of you who are not familiar with the story it is about a small sky terrier called Bobby whose owner was buried in the cutyard after sadly losing his battle with tuberculosis the story goes that Bobby would sleep at his master's grave every single night for 14 years after he died. How sad that? I know. And they put a statue off. So it's a very heartwarming story. It's very, it's a bit of lo- a wee loyal dog. It's really cute. Uh, across from the entrance to the cutyard, there is a small statue of Bobby. Yep. Which you can have your photo taken with. If you ever go, you'll probably notice that his nose is a different colour from the rest of his body. That is because, for some reason, people think it's good luck to rub his nose, which has caused the paint to wear away down to the brass. Yeah. So the council's constantly like trying to like repaint it and it doesn't work. <laughs> I think it's actually quite cute the way it is because mm-hmm. it's a story. So like people say, oh, why is his nose like that? And you say, oh, it's good luck. It's kind of yeah. I think that's cute. Another fun fact, which I'm sure you'll enjoy, Shannon. Okay. If you look at some of the names on the headstones from the courtyard, you may see a few that you recognise. I want to see how many you recognise. Right, okay. William McGonagall. Anna McGonagall. Elizabeth Moody. Thomas Riddle. What? Robert Potter. Oh. Do you know any of the names? Potter. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know with us, Harry. J.K. Rowling was, she was trying to come up with some of the names for the characters, obviously, in her books. She visited the courtyard and she obviously took some inspiration from oh, the did she? She took the names directly. That's how it is. Like, I know that Potter and I'm going to go because that's out of there. Right, so she took the names directly for the headstones and that's she put insane. them in her books. That's class. 
Mm-hmm. But I thought that was quite... I do like Harry Potter, guys. I just wasn't... Mine wasn't here right now. I love how this person that was buried there called Tom's Riddle is now... His name's been stolen and he's now... His name's most famous for being associated with Voldemort. Oh, aye, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the guy's... Voldemort. His name is... <laughs> that thing's terrifies life. Oh, that's so funny. I need to stop saying that's so funny. That's so funny. That's so funny. So there are a lot of different ghost stories and creepy goings on within this cemetery, but today I specifically would like to tell you about the Mackenzie Potter guys. Oh, what's that? Oh, we're about to get into that, Shannon. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I used to have tons of books about ghosts and haunted places from around the world. This cemetery was always in these books and it was always claimed to be one of the most haunted in the world. So, to me, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Considering we can actually go visit it and we don't live that far away from it. That's one hour or something, I assume. 50. It was really interesting to read some of the stories and actually get into the history behind them because that's not something that they give you in these Mm-mm. books. It's just like, oh, look how scary this place is and they put, like, <laughs> black and white photographs. So, who or what is the Mackenzie Poltergeist? Aye, what is that? What is it? Who is it? I think I've heard of this before, but not... No, I'm not even going to just go. Just go. <laughs> just do it. Shut up, son. It's believed to be the restless spirit of Sir George Mackenzie. He was born in 1636 and was a prominent lawyer from Dundee who was actually involved in a lot of the witch trials, which we talked about in a previous episode. Yep. He was knighted and became a member of the Scottish Parliament for the County of Ross from 1669 to 1674. He then went on in 1677 to become Lord Advocate. At this time in Scotland, there was a lot of religious conflict going on I mentioned this in our Witch Trials episode as well. Mm-hmm. The king at the time was kind of trying to bring the country under one religious ideology. And, and he had implemented the common book of prayer as the preferred religious book. Mm-hmm. Anyone who showed any sort of opposition to this book would be held for treason. And it was George Mackenzie who was responsible for persecuting these people. Oh, right. On February 28th, 1638, a group of Scottish churchmen met in the Kirkyard and signed what is now known as the National Covenant. Right, what's that? This was like a document. So so these churchmen, they rejected all religious views of the king. Right. And the document stated only Jesus Christ himself could be the spiritual head of the church. So this, they, they all signed this document. Mm-hmm. Basically just rejecting Aye, what his he was religious saying. views. It was then circulated all over the country and was signed by over 60,000 Scots. Oh my God. And anyone who signed it was then known as a covenanter. All of these people, the 60,000 Scots, they were like, no, we're not about that fam. We don't really... I would have that. No. Which, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's their right. Uh, but they can... It's a different time and... Yeah, you weren't allowed that right back then. <laughs> no. In 1679, the covenanters were defeated at the Battle of Bothwell Bridge. It's said that around 3,000 of them were captured right. and imprisoned in Greyfriars in an area which is now known as the is now known as the Covenanters' Prison. Oh. These people were personally overlooked by George Mackenzie and his treatment of these prisoners earned him the nickname Bloody Mackenzie. So what he done to them, basically? So I think that pretty much tells yeah, you everything that it, you need to know. Aye. It paints a picture in your head. The living conditions that these people were forced to deal with were deplorable and would result in a lot of deaths along with starvation. Almost 1,200 prisoners died. The conditions were so bad that it was known as the world's first concentration camp. That's how bad it was. What? These people were just crammed into this like wee area of the the, the and left. Well, they were the tortured. Whatever else was happening to them. 
basically. Oh. So the guards were able to beat and torture these people at will, as was Mackenzie. Some of the prisoners were eventually executed, and any that were left living were packed onto boats and shipped off as slaves. Mackenzie is said to be responsible for 18,000 Covenanter deaths, which, may I add, were all fellow Scots. So, Fucking asshole. <laughs> so he, he kind of was like bros with the king. Fuck the Scots, basically. Listen, fam. Nobody can see he was a Scot. Well, clearly was if you're king of <laughs> nay Scott ears. Well, he was kind of bros with the king and was like, right, okay. Aye. I'll do your bidding. I'll do what you want me to do. Just a bit, not a very nice man. No. After John Mackenzie died, his body was ironically placed in a mausoleum in the Kirkyard, which is now called the Black Mausoleum. Some people don't agree with him being buried so close to the place where so many people died under his watch. No, I don't agree with that. But I think, see if he did do the things that he's accused of. I hope he's... I, I'm glad he is there and I hope that he's been tormented day and night by the restless spirits of the people that yeah. died. So to me, that's like... Torture himself. Exactly. Aye. He probably didn't want to be buried there. He probably wanted to bury somewhere else. I hope he is there and I hope he's getting... If he is guilty of the things that he's been linked to, then I hope he's been... Tortured. Exactly. hundred times more than what he did. Many people believe the following stories are the reason Mackenzie's spirit is so angry... I'm going to tell you a few stories here right, okay. that lead up to why he's now known as the Mackenzie Poltergeist and why people believe that he's, kicking he's just so angry and he's just pissed off and he's like, no, not having this shit, ain't doing it. So I'm not 100% on dates with this first story and I'm not even sure it's a, it was a real event that happened, to be honest, but right. it is a good story. So here we go. Let's go. I'll sit back and relax. There was a man by the name John Haynes, a petty criminal and highwayman who on a dark and stormy night managed to escape prison and made his way into the Kirkyard. He managed to get into the Black Mausoleum and used the second chamber as a hideout from the authorities. Mm -hmm. He was said to be in there for about six to seven months. What? When the police eventually caught John, he was completely incoherent and had basically lost his marbles. Jesus. He would tell the police over and over that the coffins would move around on their own at night in the mausoleum. It's not known what happened to him after that. So, I just want to ask you this and I'm not trying to be like passionising do you know what a mausoleum is no oh god i thought i was asking a pure stupid question it's like um you know how when you go into a graveyard and you see those big buildings it looks like see when you have it's all the family around the one yep like a tomb exactly. not like a tomb exactly but, aye. That's, exa- that's, so that's a mausoleum that's exactly right, what i, I know is. that is that it. is exactly what a mausoleum right, okay. is okay i just wanted to say that so that because i felt as if like, you were getting that look on your face like you had no idea what i was talking about no <laughs> so that's what a mausoleum is so he's basically he's buried in here with I don't know if it's other family members but or other people they can, well, I'm assuming it's hand. I'm assuming it's other family members he's in he's in the black mausoleum. Oh. So then we go on to nineteen ninety eight when a homeless man broke into the mausoleum to take shelter from the rain. A lot of people seem to just be like, Oh, let's just break in here. And why is it that specific mausoleum? And why is it not another one? They seem to be drawn to this one for some reason. Because taking them in. That's what I think. It's weird. So he was taking shelter from the, the rain. Well, he was inside, he, for some unknown reason, decided to open one of the coffins and have a peek. Why? Why would you do that? It'd be stinking. What? No, not even the fact it's stinking, Shannon. Why would you do that? That's just wrong. As he'd done this, the floor gave way and he was plunged into a pit apparently filled with bodies. What? It said that it could have been a plague pit. So do you know what a plague pit is? Aye. All the people that were... Oh. Yep. Due to the bodies being sealed from the elements, some of them were still in some stage of decomposition. It's thought to be this event that really kick-started all the activity and the attacks 
in the kirkyard, obviously due to the bodies being disturbed. Aye. Th- that story, like, one, brah, why are you even opening a, cuff- a coffin to see what's inside it? You know what's inside it, it's a body. And how the fuck the flare again, why? That's just fucking thright. Aye. Again, this story isn't, some people say it's true, some people say it's not true. It sounds a bit far-fetched because the flares came away. Like, and there's bodies underneath it, so there's like... I mean, there could have been. Uh, but how could the floor just give voice there? Because it's old. Oh, 1998? Went into a wee mausoleum, whatever this is called, and went in and thought, right, I'm going to look in this coffin. Open up and the flare gives way. As if that's not a coincidence. So you don't believe it's a real story? I don't know. It's a bit too coincidental. Yeah. Well, eh, nonetheless, they say that this is kind of the event that kick-started all this the paranormal activity and like the attacks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. In 2003, a group of teenagers were caught in the graveyard, thought to have been playing football. Right, okay, this is the f- this is my most favourite story. Is honestly when I read it, honestly, oh, I I can stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the teenagers had a football under his arm. wasn't a football shan. It was the severed head of George McKenzie. <laughs> You're fucking at it. <laughs> no, I know it's real. Shut up. They actually had the head. Mm-hmm. How? They had broken into the mausoleum and severed severed. Severed. Severed his head with a pen knife. So for starters, a pen knife, that know, must have been difficult. How hard to get through bone with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in there since, what, 15, 16, something, 17, something? But still, that's, that's tough going. Aye, savage. <laughs> this is right. This, this is the funny bit, right? <laughs> now, okay, this is a bit that's fucked up. They were reported to have been seen throwing the head to one another and pretending it was performing sexual acts on them. Oh! <gasps> That's sick. That's sick. Oh, that's funny. Tell me they had clothes on. Obviously. Right, that's alright then. That's funny. You think that's funny? No, that's fried. That's sick. <laughs> you have to sound like a psychopath. I know you are. Jesus, Steph. <laughs> that is quite sick. All right, no, but then this is my favourite. They were also using the head as a salt puppet. Me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> me and Sharon just both put our arms up and made like a... I mean, puppet. I, mean, puppet. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just... That's bizarre. But let's be honest here. If Bloody Mackenzie's done all of the things that I've just said he's done, then it's probably not. It's probably the least he deserves. I just get his head kicked a bit. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not trying to offend anybody or like saying like disrespecting the desecrating our body is like cool or funny. It's not. This guy was an arsehole, so I think that's funny. Aye, what happened to that? Aye. I mean, if you don't like it, then I don't care. I think it's funny. But I thought it was sick. But the hey. boys did go to trial. Did they? One received community service, and the other was given two years probation. Because obviously that's desecrating a corpse. That's really I've, fucked it's up. something they shouldn't be doing. Security was then understandably heightened at the cutyard to stop something like this happening again. Now, okay, I think it's funny, right? But then I'm. But then the more I actually think about it, what is wrong with these two teenagers? <laughs> They've just went in and cut off the head of a body. Why on earth would you go to a cutyard and go into a mausoleum for a start, and then decide to cut off the head, the head of a body, and take it outside? Fling it about and do stuff with it. And pretend it's giving you pleasure. Some sort of. <laughs> oh! Stop. I'm trying to keep it PG. Yes. But, like, so, I mean, they, these kids are fucked up, but again, I do think it's funny. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. So, this is when the activity begins to escalate again and hundreds of documented attacks in the Covenanters prison and around the Black Mausoleum. Of these attacks, 140 people have collapsed as a result. What? Mm-hmm. There have been reports of people being cut and bruised. Some have been burned underneath several layers of clothing. There have been reports of unexplained smells and people hearing knocking coming from underneath the ground and inside the tomb itself. Oh, freaky. That is freaky. 
People have complained about their hair being yanked by an unseen force, as well as limbs grabbed and the feeling of being punched. There are also dead animals found at the entrance of the Black Mausoleum, with no marks or obvious reasons for their death. deaths. Which is, and this is on a regular basis, Aye. that they're finding these animals, like crows and whatever. And if, I, if I were you, I, I, I would jump online, have a look at some of the photos of the attacks people have suffered after visiting. I've also put a few up on our Instagram. Some of them do look a bit suspicious. But others seem pretty legit. Yeah. They're really... Some of them are really brutal and deep cuts and bruises. But then others you're just like... Mm, you what could is easily... This... this right, okay. Th- we're, we're, we're going off subject here. But this brings me back to what I just said about the vaults. Mm-hmm. There was a boy there who was with us. And he was like... See, when we got outside, he was like, Oh, I've been scratched. He hadn't been scratched. He was literally sitting scratching himself really, really hard. Like, trying to break the skin. Right. Which I just think, why the fuck would you do that? What is wrong with you? Yeah. People do do that. To try and make it look as if they have been. But why on earth would you do that? Because they're fucking weirdos. So for me, I'm very sceptical when it comes to stuff like that. But some of them are, you would need somebody to hit you pretty hard to come out with some of the injuries that people are suffering here. Some of them are legit, but some of them are very, very suspicious. Yeah. I would say. So the attacks here were getting so bad that there have actually been two exorcisms conducted here. What? And obviously they really haven't worked. (laughs) Oh my jesus. As they Every time I hear that exorcism, I just think of that woman just sitting on the bed going, Bleh. That's that's called the exorcist. That's that's hilarious. It's like one of the biggest horror movies in the world, Chan. Yeah, it's hilarious. She's sitting there going, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> and spews out the guy. I just think that's so weird that you would have to exercise a cemetery. But then, no, that's no weird because if you were going to exercise anywhere, it probably would be a cemetery. I think how hard that would be. There's thousands and thousands of people. Nobody wants to be freed for the demons. So I just lie there with them. Hmm. Let me be. But attacks and stuff, they still actually, they are reported right up to today. So it's, the the exorcisms didn't do anything, they didn't work. Mm -hmm. Because if they did, then people would be able to visit here and know what press charges. Yeah. The paranormal activity here isn't confined to the Kirkyard either. There are several homes which surround the Kirkyard and there have been reports of strange goings on there as well. Right. In 2003, a fire broke out that tore through one of the tour company's home and office, which housed years' worth of reports, photographs and statements in relation to the poltergeist. It was the only building touched by the fire, and the cause was never established. So, if you look at photos, there's like tenement buildings around the courtyard, or townhouses, whatever. Uh Yeah, so one of them was like an office in one of the the tour guide's home. Right. And they obviously had like all the stuff in there, like the... But as I just said, like the witness testimonies and stuff like that, and the, there was a fire, and it it was the only house that was burnt by this fire. That's strange. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's really weird. And it's not like they're going to do that. By it's not like they're going to do that because why would they do that? Because they've just burnt all their evidence. All the evidence that makes no sense. Fried, literally. There have also been reports of eating, laughing, and furniture moving on its own in some of the surrounding homes. Fuck that. <laughs> FYI, don't move to Edinburgh or don't move to the buildings surrounding the kirkyard that's me why would you want to do that to yourself anyway so this area of the kirkyard was actually closed off by edinburgh city council so you are only able to visit if you book a tour with the city of the dead tours as they have exclusive access there were a lot of other stories people have told about this place but it's just a lot of the same thing Mm -hmm. seeing things that aren't there hearing noises that you shouldn't be and then there are the people who have suffered some really scary attacks as a result of visiting this place that's madness. But that's all I have to tell you on the McKenzie Poltergeist. But, like, talking about that, like, in the previous episode, like, we were like, saying that we've seen shit and, like, st- stuff has happened. Where? 
like in the houses and stuff. Oh, in the houses. Aye. Like surrounding the, mm-hmm. the courtyard. Mm-hmm. And then like previous episodes, like we spoke about like ourselves. Like I was in my bed and I seen somebody stand up, walk away. You can see shit, but I've never been experiencing something so bad like fire getting hurt, getting butt, getting scratched. I know I've never experienced anything like that either, so I think it would be really, it would be terrifying if, if that was you to were to you. walk out of somewhere and you've just got these bruises, bruises and scratches that you don't know how you're going. You feel them happen to you. I think that's pretty terrifying. Oh, that's mad. And as I said, some of them look painful. Some of them are like really sore, really, really painful looking. Some of them are burns, like you know how you get a burn, like by a lighter. Some of them are like. Do you like the smiley? You see some people smileys in school. They do that with the lighter backwards and then put the metal bit on you. Like that? Aye. It's underneath, like, layers of clothing. And so how would that happen? That, that's so scary. We should definitely go and see that when we're up there in October. In October, we are actually going to Edinburgh for our birthdays. And we are planning on... Well, if we can, we're planning on doing, doing some vaults. of the tours. We're going to go to the vaults, see the... I might go to the Gavrad. I mean, I would go to Mary King's Coast, but I've I've done that, and it's absolute garbage. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm What's so sorry about? if you love that place and you think it's great, but I really don't like it. I really don't like it. I was actually going to do an episode on it, but I'm not. I'm 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 not because it's it it just infuriates me. I'll I'll tell you a bit about Mary King's Coast, right? Okay, uh-huh. but first we'll just wrap this up, right? What do you? What's your thoughts on? Mackenzie Porter guys, like, what do you think it is? What do you think's causing it? What? Well, they was going to chop my head off for starters. They never took his head off maybe half that when they happened. <laughs> leave the head on the body. But it is like, if you leave a body at peace, a body will be at peace. If you're disturbing something continuously and continuously and continuously, mm-hmm. something eventually is going to happen. Yep. And that is what has happened. People are being burned, they're being bruised, being cut. Animals are dead outside. That's no fun. But see, I read somewhere, I didn't put it in the episode, because you, every time you look into a cemetery, you get the same story over about and over again. Satanists, right? Aye. There's always a story about supposed Satanists going into this cemetery and performing rituals. Mm-hmm. Every single cemetery that you look into, this is, that is the same story. And I couldn't find any reports to say that that was confirmed, that these people had been seen. I done it or not. The reason for the kirkyard being closed off was obviously due to the attacks and because people were actually going back there to use drugs and out- drink alcohol. Right, like so, a park, basically people come back. Which is obviously really fucking disrespectful. Aye. But that was the reason why it was um, closed off. Uh-huh. There was nothing to say, there was nothing to say that there was anybody doing satanic rituals or any of that stuff. But what's interesting to me is I personally thought that it sounded kind of demonic because yeah, you've got people being there. burned, you've got people being scratched. There's people fainting. There's but animals, animals dying. Yeah, that's what I just get me. Like, there's something there. Something's disturbed. That sounds time. really, really negative and demonic to me. But then, at the same time, he wasn't a very nice man. So, so he, he, he probably like wasn't a very... He's not, probably not a very nice ghost. Yeah. Also, important to note, I am saying all of this about him and that he done this and whatever. I mean, it has been... It's, it's a known fact that he did this stuff but there is reports out there saying that he wasn't he didn't do this stuff and he wasn't like that and he was a good guy and blah 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 I don't believe them but if he's not guilty of doing this stuff it's why is all like, this happening it's kind of like this guy's just been disturbed for absolutely no, no reason. reason so then I could see why you a negative energy would be there mm-hmm. I don't know I just think that that sounds really demonic and then think of how many people are buried there Thank you how many people have died in horrible... They will be pissed off when we just want them out. I bet it's all the other wee ghosts that, like, I can't stand you anymore. 
we had enough. You are disturbing our peace. Get to it. I just won't leave. Also, how many of the Covenanters died there? Exactly. So they'll be raging as well. In horrible conditions. And then they say that negative and demonic energy feeds off, off of negativity. That. So if you've got all these people that have thousands and oh, thousands there. and thousands of people that died in horrible conditions, some There's going to be horrible circumstances, horrible Some are executed. After. Then I could totally see that something mm-hmm. is demonic that's there. I don't want to say it's demonic, but you, yeah, it is. that's kind of the vibe that I get. Yeah, and I've I done am. and I've done. I've read a lot of this stuff, and I've I watched a lot of stuff, and I know a lot of stuff. It kind of sounds demonic to me. Yeah, if they've done two exorcisms and it's still not gone, um, I don't know. <laughs> Third time lucky is all I'm saying. Come on, but can you do an exorcism on a like a? I don't think you can because you're trying to get something to leave something about land. You know what I mean? How can you get? But that's asking like all those bodies to leave that land then. But like, if you do an exorcism in a home. It's a home. It's a home. But if you're doing it... That's a hole. And a... That's like as a whole A home. cemetery. Aye. It's just a piece of land. So it's like... You can't... It can't... It's nowhere to leave to. I don't know. That sounds really weird. Also, I think it's important to say that, yeah, I believe it's a ghost. Shannon, I'm sure you believe it's yes, a ghost. Yes, 100%. But there is reports out there that have kind of tried to explain it and say that there's like sandstone underneath the the ground at the, the mausoleum in the Covenant's prison. And there's like some sort of reaction that sandstone can have where it can give off like um electric and um, like pulses and stuff, and that can like sometimes fuck with people's brains. Like, but that wouldn't give you brains. Especially sen- exactly, especially sensitive people uh, can have like a reaction. So that could that could explain the faint the faintings and the people hearing or seeing things or feeling funny. But, but the actual physical people being attacked Martins, that aye. you can't explain that away with some sandstone underneath a no, I definitely wouldn't. underneath a piece of ground. So I think that's really weird. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to go and see if I'm excited to go to we experience anything or what to us. I'll come back with one M or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he stole my M. He's trying to drag me in. Me and I'm like, no, Steph said to like save me. I'll save you. Don't you worry. I'll just be like, listen, you Get bloody to- Mackenzie, sit down, love. That's what I'll say. We'll just quickly go back to Mary King's Coast because I was going to do an episode, but I'm not because I'm not interested in it in the slightest. I've been there, I've seen it, and when I was researching it, I was like. <sighs> So basically, Mary King's Coast is a close in Edinburgh that's underground. Right, okay. If you don't know, Edinburgh is actually built on a lot of underground closes and streets that was built on top of. So there's kind of like an underground city in Edinburgh that you don't see because mm-hmm. it's obviously underground. That's how it's so high up as well. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like on a hill. Mary King's Coast is one of these closes, and it's said to be extremely haunted. But there's a lot of history behind it. I'm not going to get into it because it's it's too lengthy. But mm-hmm. when I, I I personally visited it. When I was in Edinburgh, and I did not feel anything. absolutely anything. I'm not saying that I'm psychic or anything like that, but like I know I'm an empath for sure, and I do feel things when I go places like that. And I you don't feel a certain energy. I definitely feel energy. Aye. But when I was there, nothing. I felt nothing. I felt like I was trying to be scared by the Something. people that were telling us, like the guides. But I felt like they can't... were trying to scare us. But Aye. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Saying it's not haunted, it probably, could be, but it probably you're just is, not, but aye. I just don't. And it's a sca- and it is a scary place. Like it's underground. It's. Creepy. I want to go. Can we go? We can go just for the purpose of it. Can, no, we can go, but I just feel like it's not worth the hype. It, and it's said to be haunted by a little girl. Called, I think her name's Annie. Right. Like a psychic had came and said that there was a little girl there. She was lost. She wanted her mum. She wanted plushies and stuff like. She wanted her doll. So people started leaving dolls. There's a room there that's just filled with dolls and toys for Annie. Again, I just didn't feel it. Absolutely anything when I was there. That's Nothing. Fine. And I just felt like I was being trying to be scared by for something. It's not the the guides were trying to scare me for some reason. I don't know why. I mm. I just wasn't scared. Maybe I can go, maybe we'll go next time and maybe I you will. You might be different. Aye. I might. I might. Aye. Who knows? 
Maybe we anime smack as we're doll. Apologies to anybody that loves that place, but I genuinely thought it was garbage. That's just my opinion. I've not been, so I can't comment it's worth yet, a visit. but I will comment. It's worth a visit, 100%. Please go visit it. It's really interesting to be underground and see like all the buildings, because you can still see like, all the windows, and it's really interesting, uh-huh. history-wise. But I don't feel like it should be advertised as a scare attraction. But it's not, yeah. Because it's, it's, not, it's not scary to me. Anyway, so, you know, don't come for me. That's <laughs> just my opinion. I'm sure there's many of these out there who think that the vaults is fake, and that I didn't experience that. That wee boy holding my hand, but you know, I've got goosebumps again. You're talking about that different strokes for different folks. Actually, She's got goosebumps because I'm actually got goosebumps. Um, oh, let me stop it. Okay, further to that, I'll just add a wee bit on that, right? So, see that story about the wee boy holding my hand. My ex boyfriend, one night he woke up, he woke up, and I was standing in my room getting ready. And he thought that, that he I could visibly see that he was like having like a weird experience because he woke up and I was like looking at him and I was like, What? Like, waiting for him to say something to me. And he never did. He went back to sleep. And then when I came home, he told me that when he woke up, he seen a little boy standing beside me holding my hand with just a big smile on his face, right? And it was oh my god! He said it was so creepy. It was so creepy. And he said he was blonde. And I was like, what? But what? What freaked me out was that I was awake. I was awake when it happened, and he was looking at me awake, and he seen it, and he just was like, no, and just rolled down and went back to sleep. I know, but they're like, hold on, if you wink, can I like kill you or something? So in my mind, I was always like, what if that's like, what if the wee boy that was in there like? It came with you? He kind of just like was holding my hand and then was like, right, let's go. Imagine it came here with you. Imagine. You still kicking your boot? Jack, you about? Don't say that. Don't you say that, because now I'll have an experience. If you're there, make a movement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's stuff floating. <laughs> oh, I'm levitating, Stephanie, help me. No, wait, guys, that's the Mackenzie Porter, guys. Really interesting stuff. There's a lot of stuff online if you guys want to go and read some stories. I think it's interesting because we can go visit. I know, we I want to see it. Please, 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 if you guys ever get the chance to visit, let us know if you've had any experiences. Tigers. Yep, if you have a... If you, have had any experiences or you visit and have an experience please drop us an email at scottishandscared at gmail.com we would be really interested to read that we love reading stories go follow us on instagram at scottishandscaredpod we would really appreciate that and if any of you guys just have anything you want to send us anything Anything you want us to talk about it doesn't have to be Scottish related as we said we're going to start branching out into other parts of the world Mm -hmm. just send us an email or a dm or, or you know, slide into our DMs. That's slide into the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. it, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye, guys. Bye.